Hello and welcome to the How Not to Screw Up Your Kids podcast, the bucket emptying episodes. So pour yourself a cuppa, find a comfy seat and enjoy the conversation. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Hand, psychologist and parenting expert. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you a bucket emptying resource for you as parents, but that will also be a huge opportunity for expansion, growth in confidence and resilience for your children. So a double win, win, win. Now we're all familiar with the saying, whether we've heard it or whether we've seen it in some sort of motivational meme, that when we say yes to one thing, we're saying no to something else. And it's often in this co- the context of us being pushed and pulled and really questioning where we prioritise. Now, I'm going to take quite a narrow view in this episode in terms of what I want it to mean in terms of bucket emptying for you as a parent. And what I mean by saying yes are the things that we do habitually without thinking that aren't consciously things that we do that are not necessarily outward yeses, but these are the actions that we do that in lots of ways will, by saying yes, we're saying no in two ways. We're saying no to growth and development and resilience and confidence building for our children, but we're also saying no to ourselves and the opportunities that we have to give ourselves a breather. The the yeses that I'm talking about are things like preparing our children's book bags, creating snacks, doing their breakfast, making their bed, organising things for them. So it's these sorts of things that we do just without thinking that we can begin and ought to consciously delegate to our children. And that doesn't mean that we're being lazy as parents or we're not being nurturing and available for them. What we're actually doing by stepping back is really empowering our children. It's not cliched. It's about giving them the opportunity to take ownership for things. And that's a huge part of building confidence is that confidence is all about having really profound belief in your ability to perform tasks, to feel that you're capable and competent. And if we are saying yes to too many things, we're picking things up for our children that they should be doing for themselves, we're really diminishing an opportunity for their growth. We're saying no to their growth as well as saying no to our you know, opportunities for us to be doing other things. And for the first time with this particular, with the bucket emptying episodes, we are going to have a resource and this resource is going to list, it's going, it won't be a comprehensive list because I'm sure there'll be things on there that I would have missed, but a list of the typical things that I think as parents, we can begin to say no to, allow our children to say yes to and build and build that growth. So let me just give you some sort of, explain some of this in a bit more detail. And what I would encourage you to do before you start acting on any of this is I would really encourage and invite you, I say this with love, to do a one week audit and make a real commitment to yourself that you are going to do this. So put a piece of paper somewhere that you are likely to be able to have access to quite regularly so that you can make a note of all of the interactions that you have with your children and also things that you do where you can just jot down from the moment you wake up until you go to sleep. And this is just simply the things that you do for your children each day. I don't want you to worry about whether you think you should or whether you think you shouldn't, but just simply write down all of the things as each day progresses that you've done for your children. 
Now, my suggestion would be that you would start at a weekend because hopefully that is going to be a little bit easier in terms of other commitments that you might have around work. Now, if you work weekends, if your weekends are super busy and you'd rather start a different day, you start when works for you. But it's really important that you write down every single thing that you do for your children from the moment you wake up until or they wake up all the way all the way down because for example some of the things that we do are we take ownership for getting our children up and out of bed now that might be appropriate it may not be but what I want you to do as part of that audit is you'll have a really comprehensive and definitive list of all of the things that you do for your children what I would then want you to do please don't act until you have done that audit is I then want you to download the checklist the list of things that I believe that as parents, we should be contemplating, delegating and passing back for our children to own, for it to be their responsibility, for them to take ownership of it themselves. Now, of course, this is all based on ages and stages. I've not, I have not put anywhere on that list at this age your child should be able to because I don't believe in chronological age determining what our children should and shouldn't be able to do so it really I want you to be looking at the the your list that you do compared to the list that I've written that you may well be able to to delegate based on where's your child at so for example if you have a child or a teen who is supremely anxious about going to school they don't want to go to school in fact they will do anything and everything to avoid going into school because they're overwhelmed for whatever those reasons are, then when you see on my list about getting themselves up and making breakfast, you may, that is a very legitimate one for you to look at and say, actually, we're not really in a position yet developmentally for me to be able to pass that baton on. And that may even be with a 16 or a 17 year old, because in lots of ways, their natural tendency will be to avoid and therefore it would not be prudent yet for us to then empower them to be able to do it you have other priorities in that particular space so you do your audit you compare your audit to my list and then I want you to look quite honestly and all I want you to do is to then tick on my list the things that you believe that actually your child is at that developmental stage and ready to begin to take some of those things on Now, that does not mean that I want you to act on all of them. There may be 10 things that you suddenly realise, oh my goodness me, I do this without thinking. It never occurred to me that my child could do it for themselves, you know, because I just, it just, I just do it automatically. What I want you to do is I want you to choose your top three. And the way you choose those top three is to think from your own bucket and the potential of how it might empty on your bucket. Try and place them in order of, What would be the top thing that if my children could take ownership for that would give us both a double win, would reduce a lot of the things in my bucket, would begin to sort of empty my bucket, but would also be great in terms of their development and in terms of nurturing their confidence and their resilience. So that's we're basically placing them in that order. And then you begin to work on that one thing. Because what's really crucial is that we're trying to expand and provide our children with these incredible opportunities in terms of that development. So don't get too bogged down with the whole list. Come up with the top three. All right. And then once you have done that, what we're 
what's important to then do is to then communicate with our children in terms of, you know, I've noticed that I do this routinely and I know that that actually that that probably isn't very helpful for you. And I feel very confident that you are more than capable in doing that. And actually, by me doing it, I'm getting in the way of of you being able to be much more independent. So we're then introducing it in a much, it's framed not in a way of, oh, goodness me, you ungrateful child, I keep doing this and this for you. And therefore, I'm passing the buck. It's much more about being able to empower them and then talk that through. What I would say, just as a general caveat, when you're beginning to look at the things that you do um, on, when, from your audit compared to my list, is I just want you to consider some things. My view very much is that children, once they're able to move around independently, as in, you know, you could be listening to this podcast episode with really, really young children. What we expect from our children creates their reality and where parents have high expectations and I really want to qualify what I mean by high expectations this isn't unrealistic expectations but when we approach any requests that we make with from our children when we approach any aspect of their lives with a with an unwavering belief in their capability given the right support then our children are capable of anything and everything genuinely unbelievable things when we diminish that expectation when we sort of think well oh little Sophie's not capable of that and oh Jack needs this he's sensitive and Sophie's a bit bullish and whatever that we do we do them a massive disservice whatever challenges we may see with our children whatever limitations we might believe that our children have does not stop us from expecting great things and being supremely confident that with the right scaffolding, with the right level of support, they can do anything. So when you're looking at those two lists, your audit and also the things that I think that children are more than capable of, please try and view those with a real open mind. It may be that your child can't do that yet, but it may be that they can't do it yet because you've simply not expected them to do it. So you know, there are children, because I have seen this, I've seen it within the membership, I've seen it with the families that I work with, I've seen it in the schools that I've worked in as well, that when we expect children to be able to do things, three-year-olds can put their dirty laundry in a laundry basket and then periodically bring it downstairs to put in the washing machine. They don't do it because we don't expect them to do it, but when we expect them to do it, they do it. So I just want you to really focus from that perspective of parking any limitations that you believe your children may have and really venture into that world of, if I had unwavering belief in my child, despite any limitations that I believe that they have, when I look at Mary Hand's list, what could I realistically expect my children to do? And then pick your top three. So I hope you find this helpful because I think it should it would make a massive difference to emptying your bucket because these are tasks that we just do because we think that that's our role as parents. Whereas actually when we periodically look at this developmentally, could I be expecting more from my child? Could I be helping build their confidence and resilience by not doing things for them? It will be a, it's a huge win-win. So I hope you find that helpful. If you do, I would be eternally grateful, as always, if you could like, follow, rate and review this podcast so that others can find us and we can spread the love. So until next time. 